Hey there, teachers. Since you're a regular podcast listener, and I know you're committed to improving your literacy instruction, I want to make sure you know about our free private podcast, the Confident Writer System Series. This private podcast was the result of so many teachers asking me questions about how to teach writing. I'd get questions like, my schedule is already so crammed. How do you find enough time to teach writing? Or my students struggle to write complete sentences and paragraphs, yet I'm expected to get them to write a five-paragraph essay by the end of the year. Help! (laughs) So I decided to put together a five-episode private podcast series that will teach you how to teach writing in upper elementary. In this short series, you'll learn the five mistakes to avoid when teaching writing in upper elementary, simple routines that will take your students from confused to confident, and manageable ways to teach writing every day without feeling rushed. You're going to get access to a podcast workbook that is filled with freebies and writing resources. So if that sounds like something that you want, then head to stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast and sign up for this free private podcast. These episodes are only available inside the private podcast and trust me, you're not going to want to miss them. You're listening to episode 17 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friends, happy Monday. And I'm sure many of you know that April is considered to be National Poetry Month. So before the month actually ends, I should probably record an episode about poetry. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about teaching poetry, but what I have realized throughout my many, many years of teaching in the classroom is that my sort of opinion and perspective about teaching certain subjects or content areas or genres is heavily influenced to my own personal experience with that when I was growing up and when I was in school. And when I think back to my own personal experience with poetry, there are really three memories that impact how I feel about poetry as an adult and how confident I felt about it, about my ability to actually teach it to my students. And so I do have some tips that I'm going to get to you, but we're going to share a few stories here first before I get into the actual practical teaching tips. So the first memory I have of learning and experiencing poetry is from my own fourth grade experience. And when I was in fourth grade, my mom was my teacher. I'm sure you guys have heard me say that we were homeschooled growing up. And I didn't go to school until I was in sixth grade. But my fourth grade year, we were actually part of a really small Christian school. And I was in a classroom that had five kids. There was one other fourth grader, two fifth graders, and a sixth grader. But I loved it because it felt like real school to me. And one of the memories that really sticks out to me from that year is learning the poem, Stopping by a Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. And I still have that poem memorized. And I can just visualize this whole unit so clearly. And I love that poem. I still love that poem. And I loved how we learned about that poem. My mom is an excellent teacher, and I just love the way that she taught us poetry. 
We read that poem. We memorized it. We created a mural for it. We visualized the setting and we made sure that our mural had every single detail mentioned in the poem and some additional details that we inferred from spending so much time studying it. We analyzed the speaker in the poem. We made inference about who he was, where he was going, why he was tired, why he was stopping in the woods on a snowy evening. We analyzed the rhyme scheme. We wrote our own poems that had the same A-A-B-A pattern. And we took what we knew about winter from that poem, and we wrote haikus and additional types of poems that had similar themes. And I just remember loving the fact that I, as a fourth grader, was able to read understand, and enjoy adult poetry. I loved that experience with poetry. And then my next memory of poetry is from when I was in sixth grade. This was also a really positive experience with poetry. I remember that towards the end of my sixth grade year, we created a poetry anthology. And this is one of my favorite writing projects from my school experience. I remember we learned how to write haiku, synquane, acrostic, free verse, ABC poems, and so many more. I remember we went through the writing process for each type of poem, and I remember refining my ideas and spending time thinking about word choice, and I remember conferring with my teacher, and I remember feeling so proud of my writing because each time I conferred with her and went through the writing process, my poems became better and stronger, and I was so proud of that work. I remember we got to create and put together an anthology of all of our poems, And we got to create illustrations for each poem and put this whole book together. And it took probably about a month, if not longer. And I remember just feeling so proud that I was a writer. That was maybe the first time that I felt like I had this identity of a writer. And again, it was this idea of I was a kid who had just created my own book of poetry. And so as you can see, my first two experiences with poetry were pretty positive. Both reading and writing, poetry had me feeling empowered and excited as a reader and writer. But then I grew up and I went to college. Now, I don't know if any of you took a poetry class in college, but it was horrible. This was not a good experience. I remember my sophomore year of college, I had to take a poetry class for one of my, I don't know, required classes. And all of a sudden, any confidence or positive memory that I had of poetry completely disappeared. And maybe it was the professor. Maybe it was the poetry we read. Maybe it was I was an irresponsible student and didn't always go to class or do my homework. But I don't know. Something about this class made me really, really not like poetry, and I didn't like reading it anymore. I didn't like exploring it or thinking about it or studying it. Part of it was is I think every time we read and discussed poetry in class, I felt like there was a right answer that I was never able to find. I remember asking questions about poems that we read, really wanting to understand, and my professor would respond with something like, well, it's obvious that the author intended, or if you had really paid attention to the first stanza, Something that just made me feel like I was missing something that everybody else got. And I remember we had to write essays. Oh my gosh, those little blue books. You guys remember those in college, but those blue books that we would use. I feel like I use them in every single class, but I specifically remember for like the finals having to write essays in these blue books for that class. I remember my professor would give me feedback that said something like, my analysis of the poem lacked creativity or thoughtfulness, and I was missing the whole point. I just felt defeated. And I remember being so excited when that class finally ended because I thought to myself, I will never have to read poetry again. And I probably didn't, but that class and my response to it has stuck with me. And I remember when I first started teaching poetry to my students, I felt really inadequate and uncomfortable because I had to address and deal with my own insecurities about how good I was at reading and writing poetry. And how often do we as teachers avoid 
learning how to teach something really well because we struggled with it when we were learners. If we weren't good at math, then we think we'll never be a good math teacher. If we weren't good at writing, then we think we'll never be a good writing teacher. And for the longest time, I thought because I wasn't good at teaching poetry, I will never be a good poetry teacher. But I also knew that I didn't want my students to leave my class the same way I left my poetry course in college, never wanting to read or write poetry or any genre for that matter ever again. For the sake of my students, I figured out how to teach poetry in a way that was fun. And really, here's the secret. There's not just one right way to teach poetry. As long as you're teaching it and having fun with it, I promise you're doing it right. And I often think back to those two first experiences I had in fourth grade and sixth grade with reading and writing poetry and think how different those were, but how both of those left me feeling empowered and excited as a reader and writer. And so I hope you just take some time to think through how can you create an experience around poetry that has your students feeling empowered and excited about writing, because that's really what we want from teaching poetry or anything literacy related. Now, here are a few tips that I have learned over the years to help you teach poetry to your students. First of all, maybe this seems obvious, but read it often, even beyond the month of April. I loved and did for the longest time either a poem of the day or a poem of the week. And this can look very different. A lot of times if it was poem of the day, I just had a poem anthology sitting next to my read aloud chair. And every day we would just pick up a, you know, pick up the book, flip to a couple pages and read different poems. And I tried to expose my students to different types of poems. Obviously they loved, you know, Shel Silverstein or Jack Proletsky, but I loved reading you know, Langston Hughes and, you know, Robert Frost and real sort of adult poems to them, if you will. Once we kind of got in the habit of reading poetry every day, we kind of moved into this idea of doing a poem of the week. And all it is is picking a poem. A lot of times I would pick one out. I would, you know, blow it up to poster size so my students could read it along with me. And really every day we did something different with that poem. The first day we would read it and just, you know, talk about it, talk about how it made us feel, talk about, you know, the tone and the mood of the poem. And then the next day we would spend time really analyzing it, analyzing the rhyme scheme, looking for figurative language, paying attention to the number of stanzas and lines and the type of poem it was. And then the next day we would kind of talk about the author's purpose and why do we think the author chose it and what is the speaker thinking and feeling. And You know, just every day we did something different. And a lot of times I would try to, if we spent, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday really studying the poem, then on Thursday I would let my kids do, you know, an illustration or some sort of artwork with it. And then on Friday they would get the chance to just try to recreate that same poem, whatever style it was. And this wasn't necessarily to take them through the entire writing process or for a grade. It was just to provide them with a fun writing experience. And I think any time that we can let our students experience writing poetry, just creativity for the fun of it, it's going to benefit them, which leads me into write poetry often. So just like we want our students to be reading poetry often, we also want them to write it often. And I think one of the things that I love about teaching students to write poetry is that it is one of the easiest genres when it comes to connecting reading and writing. I think anytime our students can make the connection between what they're doing in reading and writing, it just helps solidify it. And the other thing is, is because poetry is a lot of times really short, it can be really quick and easy to teach your students how to write a specific type of poem. You could, throughout the course of a day even, a writing lesson, study some haiku poems, teach your students the breakdown of the five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, and have them how to write it in one writing lesson. 
And it also is a great opportunity to reinforce the writing process. Again, we want our students to be very comfortable and familiar with brainstorming and drafting and revising and editing and publishing. And sometimes that can take a really long time if the piece they're working on is you know, an essay or, you know, a really long report of something. But with poetry, it's so short that they can get practice with the writing process in just, you know, a short time frame, one writing block. It's so fun to have students try to write poetry. And another thing that I really love about having students write poetry is that it doesn't have to be perfect. It is really a chance for them to engage in their creativity and their imagination. And it's fun just to see how creative they get with word choice and rhyme scheme and even the things that they decide to write poems about. It's just a chance for them to write for fun. And the more often your students write poetry, they'll realize that they have that sort of creative flexibility that they can, you know, manipulate words and syllables and the way you say things. So it works within the poem. I think it's just, I love having students write poetry and really they love it too. It's kind of no pressure writing. So read it often, write it often. Another thing that I love doing with poetry is connecting it to art. Students love an art project. Really, whenever I could incorporate an art project, they got so excited. Some of the first schools that I taught it didn't have art for a class. And if you are in that situation, then the more you can incorporate art to your literacy block, the better. I love to find ways to incorporate art to what we're doing in reading and writing. If you want to try to give your students more opportunities for art, here's a couple of things that you could do with poetry. Like I did in fourth grade, you could create a class mural. And this is actually really fun for students to do. And it's super simple. If you have butcher block paper at your school, just get a giant roll of butcher block, roll it out for the length of a table and let that become the mural. And, you know, before you let your students just go crazy with it, you know, talk about, okay, what do we want this mural? What do we want this scene to be? What do we want, you know, what are the viewers going to see when they look at this? You know, there you want there to be some intention to it. And maybe you let two or three students take the lead. But then the nice thing about a class mural is if everybody's on board with the vision for what this mural is going to look like, it can be great for extra finisher work. It can be great for free choice. Anytime that there's some extra, you know, a few extra minutes or students finish early, let them go work on the class mural. And then it's cool because at the end of it, you have something you can display either in your hallway or in your classroom. And you can let students, you know, write little bits to it. You know, they can write an analysis of the part that they analyze saying, I drew this picture because in the poem or I added this or the poem says this. So we created this in the mural and they can really make that connection. Other things you can do are something like create a poetry quilt. And that is as simple as you could either have students write their own poem and create a an illustration to go with it if it's all the same type. Or if you're reading a poem, students can each have a square of paper and just create their own illustration that represents their reflection and analysis of that poem. And then you can put them all together to form a quilt. Just a really simple way to create a you know class art project. Other things you can do is you can take poems that exist or artwork that exists like poems and have your students replicate it. Have them study the art that is connected to poems and then, you know, how they can create something similar. One of my favorite poetry projects that I've done with my students is using the book, The Best Part of Me. If you have not used this yet, it is such a fun poem or yeah, set of poems to read to your students. And what it is, is it's a class that started this and Every student in the class picked the body part that they liked the best and they took a photo of it. So it's filled with pictures of students' eyes and their hands and their hair and their knees and their feet. And then students wrote a poem 
about why that was their favorite body part. And so we did that same thing with my class. And I know a lot of other teachers do that too. But it's so fun for students to experience something as they read it and then get a chance to recreate it for themselves. But you could do this with any type of poetry, any anthology that you're reading of poetry. You could have students pick a poem that they want to replicate and again, replicate the artwork. That's another fun way to bring an art to it. And then you can simply, kind of like my sixth grade experience, you can create a class anthology of poems and artwork that goes with it. You could study one type of poem and have every student write a poem in that style and create an artwork to go with it. Or you could study a topic. Or as you think about we're getting ready for the end of the year, you could have your students write a poem that is reflective of their school experience this year or their favorite memory. And you have a poetry anthology that every student has contributed both a poem and an artwork. And that can be a really fun end of year project as well. Read it often, write it often, connect it to art. And then my fourth tip is have your students memorize it. There is something I think really powerful about having students memorize poetry. And I've always loved having my students memorize poems. I remember when I was a second grade teacher, that was the first time I had my students memorize poems. I think I started doing it as part of like a fluency center because repeated readings are so important. And I realized the more we repeat these readings of poetry, we eventually just memorize it. But I also realized that memorizing poetry can serve as a really great classroom management tool. Now, usually it would take us maybe a week or two weeks to memorize a poem, but then that would become one of the main ways that we transitioned from centers back to whole group or between subjects. And simply what I would do is when it would be time to clean up, I would start reciting the poem and then my students would chime in and the whole class would just recite the poem as we were cleaning up and putting things away. And then the expectation is, of course, when the poem ends, they should be back at their desks. While the memorization helped with fluency and repeated readings are always a good thing, it was also really helpful to have this as a classroom management tool. And my students always felt so proud and accomplished when they memorized an adult poem. I think there's just some idea of poetry that it seems to be I don't know whether it's complex or, you know, very mature that students love studying it. They love when they can read an adult poem and memorize it. And so memorizing poetry is a great thing to incorporate to your poetry instruction, whether it's during the month of April or any time of the year. As I wrap up this episode, my goal with this episode was really twofold. One, I hope that you have some really practical and easy to implement ideas, suggestions that you can use to teach poetry for the rest of the month of April and really to start incorporating next year because we really know that poetry should be taught all year long, not just during one month. But I also hope that you've been reminded and remember that you as a teacher have the power to provide your students with really positive and empowering reading and writing experiences that are really going to stick with your students for the rest of those lives. Like I shared at the beginning, those three experiences that I have with poetry are still so vivid in my mind. And not to put any pressure on you, but you really want to make sure that the experiences that you're providing are going to empower and encourage your students, not have them feeling defeated like my poetry class did in college. I hope that you think about your poetry instruction in such a way to where you can think about how you are giving your students a memory that maybe one day they will be sharing on their very own podcast. So as always, friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do love starting my weeks with you. And don't forget that you are always more than welcome to reach out to me anytime with ideas, questions, feedback about the episodes. I love hearing from you. The best way to get in touch with me is to reach out to me on Instagram. I am at the Stellar Teacher Company, and I hope you have an absolutely great week.
Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. Don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. And you can also find links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week. 